up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Welcome everyone. My name is Derek and I am a member of the Plus Platoon. We are a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to look at some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a moment. I would like to add to the platoon, Kate. Kate, how are you doing this evening? I'm so good. Derek, how are you? Doing very, very well. Very, very well. Next, we have Peter. Pete, how you doing? Hey, doing well, Derek, Kate. I'm excited to talk about one of my favorite Marvel characters. Should be a fun one. Awesome. Next, we have Sam. Sam, how's it going this evening? Good. I'm excited to talk to all of my marvelous friends tonight. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Save it. The Muppets are next week. So, <laughs> And we are loving to welcome back Rebecca. Rebecca, good to see you again. Hi. Hey, Rebecca. I know you guys have missed me. Long awaited. But I'm back and so excited to talk about this movie. Yeah. yeah. But first, we've got some Disney Plus news this week. Kate, what have we got? Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? It's the Disney Plus news. Ah, that didn't work. It's fine. <laughs> We're doing great. Um, I, I, yeah, anyway, okay. It is time for Disney Plus news, everybody. First off, Marvel is producing an Agatha Harkness spinoff from WandaVision. The content that we didn't all know we needed, but that we needed. We're all excited for it. Uh, The Mandalorian season three will not be released until mid to late of 2022. The Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan series will come out first. Disney is making a movie about the creation of Disneyland that will come out on Disney+. Plus. I will be upset if they don't have Tom Hanks reprise the role of Walt Disney like he did in Saving Mr. Banks. Agreed. That's just my opinion. Agreed. and last, but actually probably least, um, in the was it really needed category, the trailer for Home Sweet Home Alone pre- premiered today. Um, it is a reboot of the original. It will premiere November 12th and will not be reviewed on this show as even we have some standards. That is a Derek quote, <laughs> not a Kate quote. That may be the first one to get a perfect zero. But is Macaulay Culkin <laughs> in it? Like, is he going to be the no. dad or something? No. <laughs> uh-uh. Buzz makes a cameo as a security guard, but that's it. That's it? That's, oh, it. that's no. a missed that's a missed opportunity there. They could have yeah. had some really decent cameos in that film. So yeah. But then it would just keep reminding you that it's not the original. So <laughs> fair enough. I am really excited about the Agatha Harkness show. I, you know, I'm 
obviously a huge Catherine Hahn fan. Also love that character. Also love the theme song. It was Agatha all along. I hope that that's going to be like the theme song to the new show. Yeah, I'm super excited about that news. Yeah. Sounds like one. Well, as was mentioned this week, Black Widow came to those of us who didn't want to pay for it extra on Disney+. Plus. And so, Rebecca, I'm going to start with you. What was heroic about the movie? What was good? What would you like? So, we were among the few who did not wait for it to come out. We were so excited, so eager to have another Marvel movie come back. After all the three series that we watched, we just wanted a full action-packed movie. And I think her death in Endgame was so sad and disheartening um it was really awesome to get just one more action with scarlett johansson as black widow so we we paid for it early to watch it and i have to say there weren't a lot of things that i thought were bad about the movie um it was fully action-packed from the beginning to the end i think it really tied in what happened in infinity war and endgame and where um black widow was at at this time i loved getting to see more um about yelena and her story, I thought Florence Pugh's acting was incredible and that she ultimately killed the character. I'm hoping that maybe there's a little a side piece that maybe she starts up as as we bring her in as Black Widow. Um, I thought that just the origin, semi-origin story was was nice. I, I mean, we obviously saw her as a as a child in Russia going through those camps and stuff like that and that training. Um, but even just seeing her out in the trailer and what she was doing in her time while she was hiding and, you know, keeping in her distance, I thought that they really played it beautifully. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys think, Derek. Muted. So it doesn't even matter. Well, okay. Yeah. Then it doesn't really matter. No. Um, I will say it was a very marvelly Marvel movie. Um, I knew what I was getting when I got into it. Um, as my son said, let me guess, someone with troubles is taken away young in life and comes back with special powers, seeking revenge and trying to make things right. It's a Marvel movie. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. I did like you didn't have to know a ton about anything from the other movies to enjoy this one. Um, if you knew about the end of Civil War, you knew what you needed to know for 99% of the movie. Um, the post credit scene was kind of nice tying into the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Definitely confirms that Valencia is not on the side of the Avengers with um, basically putting the hit out on Hawkeye. Um, I have not seen the Hawkeye trailer in a while. It's gonna, is this tying into that or is it tying into a later movie? It it is tying into that, but Yelena is not in the Hawkeye trailer, but she is supposedly in okay. the Hawkeye okay. series. So, I mean, it was nice that you know it does tie in to that. Kate, what'd you like about it? Yeah, um, I can safely say that this is not my least favorite of the Marvel movies. Um, uh, I. I you give me and I think my girls will back me up on this. I love a good movie with a powerhouse female lead. Um, and we had several in this one. Um, Scarlett Johansson 
is is flawless she is strong she is courageous but she can also have her tender moments she's a brilliant actress the way she brings black widow to life is just unreal um i loved and i don't remember his actual name but he played hopper in stranger things um david harbour thank you who played (laughs) um the dad uh um Mm -hmm. starts with the name thank you um so i had to look up to see if that was him i also loved that the main woman from the mummy was in this movie and like she was the she was the the mom she's yeah i don't even think of her as being in the mummy she's been in so many other things so like i i was like why do i know her face i know her face from somewhere and as soon as it popped up the mummy i was like oh dang she's glowed up man like she's gotten older she looks so good so um i was here for her i i overall i enjoyed it overall i enjoyed it peeps what are your thoughts? I got to point it. I got to point out. She's also married to James yes. Bond. Yes. Daniel Craig. Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't <laughs> she, know that. She's yeah. like a really um, famous actress. I want to, <laughs> I want to second what Kate said in that. I thought the supporting cast was great. Uh, the whole, uh, the whole um, family dynamic with, uh, Black Widow and the sister and the father figure and the mother figure and everything like that. I really enjoyed that whole part of the movie a lot. Um, I will agree with Derek. It was very, it was a very marvelly plot. It's, it's maybe that's on the negative side, but it's, it's getting to the point where you like, you kind of know what a Marvel plot structure, what the, what the standard Marvel plot structure is. And this one was very standard in that way. It was, good though that it was a good it was a good movie um you know i don't don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily um and i would also say i also um i liked a lot of the action a lot of the action scenes were very good and i liked the uh the taskmaster villain for the most part I'll, i'll i'll come back and say maybe one of the things i didn't like about that villain but um uh, yeah, I, I, I did like that. I also like that we got a little bit of resolution to the whole Budapest thing that they talked about in like 12 movies. I don't know, whenever, whenever <laughs> Clinton and Natasha were together. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's <laughs> though, exa- though the, the way they talked about Budapest didn't seem like it was this, but eh, yeah. we'll go with it. Uh, what did you think, Sam? So I really like a lot of the same things that you all like. Um, I liked the badass female characters, uh, not just Natasha and Yelena, but also the other widows. The fact that there is this group of widows and I I'm hoping that they will play a role in movies down the road um, that we might see more of these black widows appearing in other, you know, in other whether it's movies or TV series, depending upon what they do in the Marvel universe. So I I liked all that. I agree with Rebecca. This was a good origin story or a pseudo origin story, right? Like it's, it's, it is an origin story because we got to see her as a child and some of her childhood experiences and and being in this family um, that is a, you know, 
planted essentially Russian spies in the United States and they're put together as a family. I don't know if anyone's seen the the TV series, The Americans, but it's very, very similar in that's exactly what happens. This family, well, a couple, in that series, it's a couple gets put together and they actually have biological children together. Whereas in this one, obviously, the the children are also planted. But I, I really liked that part of the movie. I really liked that they filled in the gaps of what happened after Civil War. I also really like how they connected this story to the other stories, right? Like, like Pete just said, with the whole the Budapest thing with Antonia uh, not being killed in the explosion. Instead, she ends up being Taskmaster. Um at the end of the movie, I know Derek pointed this out, but at the end of the movie in the in the after credit scene, it's not just a connection to Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's also a connection to Endgame, right? Because we find out, because we know that that's how Natasha Romanoff dies, right? Black Widow dies, not because Hawkeye killed her, but because she sacrificed herself because she didn't have a family like Hawkeye did. And so she's the one who sacrifices herself for that last Infinity Stone. So anyway, I just, I thought there were a lot of pluses to this movie. Um, I wouldn't put it at the top of my, you know, Marvel list. This is, by the way, this is number 24 in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in, in films, which I think is like amazing and crazy. But anyway, all in all, a solid movie with a lot of a lot of high points. Can I just add one more thing to, to hit on everything that you all talked about? There was great comedic moments in this movie. And that to me <laughs> makes her break a Marvel movie. Well, that is the what difference is this? to me. The pose, the pose. I know. That was hilarious. And even the part about Budapest and Budapest, like that, those are the moments that set DC and Marvel apart for me is the comedy in yeah the dynamics between the family and the comedy moments Mm -hmm. that was like oh that was really funny that was or when the girl was like oh let me handle this and then she goes up and she blows up the whole thing and she's like much better okay and just yeah anyway continue um and ryan says david harbour was by far his favorite in the movie um he crushed it yeah i really enjoyed him hilarious i I like the at the beginning where it's one of those, okay, what's going on with these dads? And then you see him basically lift that trailer by hand mm-hmm. where that's the first inkling you get that, okay, he's not just standard. Yeah. I also love when he puts on that red unitard. Oh, <laughs> it just cracked me up, you guys. I could not deal. It was so funny. And Ed says he's with Rebecca. I totally agree. Uh, loves they, how they worked in the bit about making fun of Nat- the hero landing, which interesting story on that. That actually came from the two actresses making fun of each other on set and they just added it into the movie. Oh, fun. So, really? Yeah. So speaking of and she said, you know, you're such a poser because it's just this mm-hmm. pose and you're going to go. Speaking of which, Kate. Yeah. What part of the movie is just posing? Yeah. So. I really was hoping that this movie was going to grab me the same way that Captain Marvel did Um, because I loved Captain Marvel and also having a powerhouse female lead. Um, And it didn't. Um, Now that being said, it was, it's not my least favorite Marvel movie by any stretch, but um, I actually have to disagree with you on something, Derek. 
which is wild. Um, I think it's better if you have had seen some of the Marvel movies. This movie was really confusing to me because I've never seen Civil War. Um, and I, and once I actually realized it again, Kate is making her way through the Marvel series right now. Um, and we haven't gotten to civil war yet. So there were things that I was confused about. I could, I was like, wait, am I supposed to already know? I feel like I missed a lot of things because I am not as well versed in the Marvel universe. I couldn't figure out if I was supposed to know who Alexei Romanoff was. Um, like, was that supposed to be a, oh, my God, it's so-and-so moment? Or um, even even when um, they're like, no, I killed him. I killed this guy. And they're like, did you? But did you see the body? And I had a moment of like, crap, was I supposed to know that? Was that supposed like, so I found that um, I could, I, I probably need to go and rewatch it again. And I am going to watch it when we do, when it comes to that spot in the, um, in the path of my watching everything in order. But yeah, I, I felt a little lost. And once the movie ended um, again, loved the, the women loved when the women have the thing go in their faces and then they're all like, Oh my gosh. And then they all show up to help. But um, I felt confused again, hashtag confused Kate. Are we surprised? No, but uh I just felt like I kept missing things and I didn't have as much appreciation for someone who knows Marvel really well. Sam, what do you think? Oh, you're muted. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't have a lot of big negatives from this film. I would agree. It didn't capture me the way that Captain Marvel captured me. And I don't know really why that is Um, because I, when I'm thinking about it, um, I don't know when I'm thinking about it objectively. I just, I I can't put my finger on why I liked Captain Marvel better than I liked Black Widow, because I do like both actresses. I think they're, you know, both leading at leading, sorry, both the leading ladies uh, were fantastic in both movies. And obviously Yelena as the supporting leading lady and and obviously that she's sort of going to hopefully carry the torch. I I wonder if it's just, I actually like more tie-ins to Marvel movies. And I actually don't think there were enough in this movie. Like it didn't connect enough to the rest of the series because it's in this time period where Black Widow is separated from the rest of the, the MCU. So maybe that's why I didn't love it. Whereas Captain Marvel really is an origin story and then gets a tie in really nicely. Um, I feel like the way this movie did tie in is, is at the end, right. Where, where it's well at the very beginning and the very end, but nothing in the middle really. And so at the end, we'll see, um, we'll see how they're able to tie in. I'll call her the new black widow, right. The, the sister character uh, who's not really her sister, but adopted sister Um, and how, how she's able to carry the torch and and whether or not she's going to be a good guy or a bad guy. Right. Because if she's going after Hawkeye, we may see her sort of as a unwitting bad guy. So maybe it's just not enough connection for me, but I, I don't, I can't put my finger on anything really bad or badly done about the movie. I didn't love the villains in this movie. I guess that's the other part. Um, but 
again, not for any particular reason. Rebecca? Yeah, so I think you kind of nailed it, Sam. As someone who has seen all of the Marvel movies, looks forward to watching them over and over again, and and these new releases come out, it didn't... It wasn't a bad movie. I don't think that it was necessarily like one that I wouldn't watch, but it just wasn't an amazing movie. There weren't those connections. There wasn't a lot of substance. Um, There wasn't, there was action, but like it mostly was just a story. It was just connecting a point A and a point B. It didn't really change anything. It didn't have any brand new, um, I guess, like, oh, that's where that came from moments or things like that. Like the only thing it brought in was Taskmaster and that ended in the same thing that it was brought up in. And, you know, and that's one of the villains of the Marvel universe that hadn't been brought up yet that people were talking about when are they coming, when are they showing up? And then all of a sudden this is it. And now it's over also in the same movie, you know, there wasn't. And, you know, Willie is saying here that maybe they'll come back we don't know the real one or whoever the case. Um, but this version definitely was used just like the rest of the widows as, as a puppet and part of this grand scheme of things. Right. Um, so it just didn't have a lot of substance for me. It mostly was just her and Yelena trying to fix their relationship, figure out their dynamic of where they fit in their family and in their life. But for the most part, it was just a movie about, two superhero sisters that like to fight and battle and that are trying to, to solve a problem. It's a Marvel movie, but it's not, it wasn't a substance filled. It didn't have a lot of oomph, I guess, if you could say Derek, what um, do you think? And back to Willie's comment. Um, his taskmaster was the thing he didn't like. Um, he says taskmaster in the comics is usually chatty and taunting his opponent opponent where this one was more of a puppet. Uh, he's heard rumors that the real Taskmaster could appear later on, but not sure if that'll happen. So, um, and for those of you curious, Pete has had significant technical difficulties and will rejoin us if he's able to. For me, it was a very marvely Marvel movie. I have never been a fan of movies that are almost nothing other than fight scenes. Um, it was, it reminded me a lot of Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne movies, and those are not my favorite. Another thought was, okay, we she has these parents, she has her sister, where were they during the Infinity War? If they're this involved and she's been a part of them, it led, a, it led to a continuity problem to me. They should have been involved in Infinity War if she was, because she had reestablished a relationship with them. And yes, they went into hiding, but they would have come out for that. That's a good point. They, were, they could have given some explanation of where they were yeah, at that time. Right. You know. Other than not invented yet. But anyway, yeah, I would say in my previous don't need to know much statement was mainly based on my wife's viewing of it because she knows she knew less about stuff than I did. Mm-hmm. But I will say that was blown out of the water. The one percent was the post credit scene. If you didn't know Infinity War or Endgame or Falcon and Winter Soldier, you would be completely lost, just like my wife was. She, okay, it would have been helpful to note that time had passed. Because if you haven't seen those, you got completely lost. Wait, she's dead? What? This is later? What? Huh? What? 
So right. that was right. the after credit scene is yeah. is way later. Is all after she's dead. Yeah. yeah. Most of the movie takes place right after Civil War. Except then, for that. Except for well, except for the pre-stuff when she's a kid, right? The pre-stuff well, yeah. when she's a kid is outside sort of the universe. But then you've got everything in the movie happens in Civil War, and then the post-credit scene happens after Endgame. Yeah. So, but and, there's nothing that says, says the parents are on the moon. By the way. <laughs> well, yeah, no. And uh, <laughs> Willie said this was after Infinity War. No, it wasn't, Willie. This was before Infinity yeah. War. Yeah, only the after credit scene. Yeah, the, the after credit scene you was. It, um, Rebecca yeah, too already late. had it her own too sign. Late. <laughs> And now we can't hear the rant. So anyway, uh, I know I, I cannot find my other sign. So I don't worry. I will get one and I'll laminate it. Ed, I will send you a sign. It's going to be great. Um, Pete said Pete did, was able to comment and said, what's with her gadget guy? Bring in this totally character that was totally unnecessary and won't be seen again. Really needed Hawkeye in there instead. Um, to me, it was like they were trying to bring in a Q from James Bond right. and make some kind I got almost some kind of a there was a relationship between the two of them almost mm-hmm. but that was never flushed out and it was her again Jarvis. yeah it's like her Jarvis or her Q or whatever but the problem is is that they didn't connect him to Yelena right so if they had connected him to Yelena then we could see him be a future character in in the show so I agree I think that was kind of a waste without making making them, you know, giving an introduction to that character to somebody else in the MCU. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, kind I of mean, a throwaway got, character. Ed says he disagrees on lack of substance, um, subtext of fixing relationships. I I thought the one relationship that was they tried to push that needed fixed that was so stretched to me was Natasha and Taskmaster and the little girl. That was that was the one that it's one of those. I understand the need for forgiveness, but with all the people she killed, to think that that's the one that's going to break her was hard for me to was hard for me to believe. Anyway. Yeah, but so. I think the fixing relationships is is true in the sense of it was about her fixing the relationship with her with her sister and with the mom and the dad too, and 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 she did. Um, but I think I think our point to Ed is just some of us feel like the movie didn't get maybe deep enough into that. Right. Because there was so much action and there was some really good comedy too, with the family in particular with the dad, but it didn't maybe go as deep as we would have liked, or at least that's how I feel. I feel like it, it could have gone deeper into to some of that. Oh, and Pete was back for just a second and then disappeared. Yeah. I would think just to add on the substance part was not more about the, the emotions that the feeling or that the movie was, was talking about. I think it was evident that it was talking about how to build relationships and fixing relationships and stuff. But I was looking for more of just Marvel content um, because this was supposed to be a connector movie in between missing things. So I would have loved to have seen more stuff that, that kind of bridges that gap and just includes more information about the MCU in general. And to me, yeah. this didn't do anything other than set up the fact that the sister is going to be appearing in Hawkeye and why. Other than that, this movie wasn't needed for any of the other movies. So I Pete, think you're right about that. Pete, you want to add in anything or should we just go ahead and head on? Um, I'll, well, I'll just say I, I wouldn't complain that it didn't 
link because it's good that they have some movies that you can kind of watch standalone without. So I didn't have an issue with that. Um, but I did, I did feel it was a little bit of a let's like Yelena preview prequel <laughs> more so than a, than a um, black widow movie. It was more, Hey, let's set up this new character. And they almost focused more on that character than they did on black widow. So that would, that would be my complaint about that. But I didn't, I didn't mind that it didn't really tie in a lot to the other movies. So it made sense that during the period after civil war, she would be in hiding. She wouldn't be seeing the other Avengers. So I was okay with that, except I would have liked to, as I said, in my comment, I would have liked to seen Hawkeye show up at some point just because they're so close that if she's going through all this stuff that, you know, even if, if she just like called him, was at one he point in jail like that? Um, they said something about how they had Clint. So was he, he was either. I remember that phrase at the beginning that they had him, they had um, the, you know, the incredible shrinking man. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So he was, I think he was yeah, captured. Maybe they, were, maybe they were in the, maybe they were in the prison yeah. during that time. Maybe that's why I, I, I don't remember now. Cause some of them were in prison at the end of the civil war. So Oh, hey, I don't remember that much detail, but I'll I'll stop. Yeah, with that. yeah. Ed says, yeah, he was an Iron Man's jail. Mm. So, oh, hey, okay. now, guys, we've had a couple standalones in a row. What standalone story do you want next? It can be one that is in the works. It can be one that it's a character you want to know more about. It can be one that's coming that you just can't wait to watch. And Pete, I'm going to start with you on this one. What standalone story do you want next? And you can pass if you need to. Well, no, I will. I will go because I think the one I'm interested in seeing that they are going to be doing is She-Hulk. I think that could be a that can be a very fun series. Um, you know, it, it tends to be more of a lighthearted character than Hulk ever was. And, um, you know, they're going to, we already know this is being filmed and I'm guessing probably sometime next year. Um, I've seen late and I like the idea. I've seen late 22 yeah. or early 23. So. Okay. Either way, I, I like the idea of the TV series being more character introduction. Uh, I mean, I know so far we've had a lot of, you know, existing characters telling additional stories, but I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the ones where they introduce some new characters in the, in the series. So that, that would be um, the one I'm looking forward to. I can't, I can't particularly think of an origin story that I want to see beyond that though. So what about you, Sam? You got one? I've got a really good one. Um, I really want to see more of first Lieutenant Joaquin Torres. And okay. I don't know if you all yeah. remember who he is. That. Yeah. So he is the lieutenant in Falcon and Winter Soldier who Sam passes along the wings to, right? So, yes. so it, yes, apparently in the comic books, he is the next iteration of Falcon, right? So because now that Falcon, now that Sam is the new Cap, right, there can be a new iteration of Falcon. So I'd really like to see, I thought he was a great character. He, if For those who don't remember, he was the one who was helping with Falcon uh, in investigating the flag smashers in in falcon and winter soldier and so he was i, I think the actor uh, i think is danny ramirez was really a, a great actor the character seems like an interesting character 
he could have his own backstory. Obviously, he's a military guy. He's probably got his own his own origin story, if you will. And then we could see him really become the next iteration of the Falcon. Now, there hasn't been any announcement on this, I don't think, from anyone at Marvel. Uh, but I do think that they set this up really nicely when Sam gave him his broken his broken wings, right? So I would love to see, uh, I would love to see that story. I, I think it could be years away even um, because obviously they've got so much going on or he could show up in one of the series that, that they're currently, you know, working on. So I wonder if they'd pull we'll him see. into the new, like the end with like the young Avengers, right? He could be in the young Avengers. He could show up somehow in Hawkeye, he could show up. I mean, there's just a lot of possibilities of where he could show up, but uh, I'm, I think that would be a great story. Rebecca. Um, I think I would really love an origin story about Hela, who is Thor and Loki. Well, Thor's sister, Loki's technical sister, but Thor and Loki aren't related, but that sibling and genuinely a sibling trio origin story, but <laughs> mostly about her character because she does come alive in Ragnarok. Um, no one is surprised that that's still my favorite Marvel movie. Of course, it's going to be from the, the Thor series, but um, she comes alive in Ragnarok and we get a little glimpse of what happens to her when the, when, um, what is it called that where they're from? Asgard. Asgard. <laughs> yes. When Asgard crumbles and the ceiling breaks and we get to see that, you know, it was her and Odin and, and that relationship, you know, I would really love to just kind of see that. I want to see the transition of the two of them being related and then, you know, Mjolnir coming into the picture and it not being given to Hela and she gets disbanded and that whole, but she's where is she during that time and how does she come out? with Rasgard and all of that. So I, you know, because of Odin's death, like where did she go? And so I think I would really love to see just that, that whole story develop. That would be, be a cool story. And they wouldn't really even need all the other actors. They could just have like, they could have a younger actor play Anthony Hopkins's character, Odin, and they could have a different actress, a younger actress play Hela. And you could, it could be like a childhood origin story even. Yeah. That's yeah. a cool idea. Cool. Thanks. For me, I want to know what's going on with white vision. Mm. I want, I don't know that there's necessarily a whole movie there, but it could involve him coming to terms with the memories from vision that he's got determining who he is, what he stands for. I can see him coming in the Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness movie to interact with Wanda, but that may be a little bit too on point for Marvel. It would be more like Marvel to have him wait another movie type thing. But I think, I don't think we've seen the last of White Vision. And I think if he shows up again, no matter which way he goes, we need some kind of an explanation. So, Kate. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually very surprised that none of you stole this from me, but I want it wouldn't be an origin story, but I want a movie based on Black Panther's sister. It's That'll coming. Cool. It's coming. That is what I want. I was thinking that. Yeah, I want, awesome. I want her. I want her to do her with all of the Wakandan women like doing that. Um, And I know 
well, actually, I think this might have been in a TV show. Um, I wouldn't mind learning more about Nick Fury, about director Fury. Um, that I think is a little bit more towards the TV shows than it is the movies, but uh, he's just kind of this mythical, like we don't learn a lot about Nick Fury. So I wouldn't mind learning more about him, but, but uh, Black Panther's sister, uh, that is what I want. And I will say, Kate, you're in luck there because she plays very strongly in the Wakanda forever movie. And there is the Wakanda, the Wakanda women's, the warrior women's story is going to be a series that's coming out. So Kate's in luck there. Now, I want to know Nick Fury. Didn't he have a past life as a guy on a plane with a bunch of snakes and as a hitman for the mob <laughs> and as, you know, a, a basketball a lot, coach? And he has I mean, a lot of stories. He yes, a, he does. You know, he was a Jedi too. Yeah, I mean. you're, you're yeah. a Jedi yeah. too. You're yeah. right. With Yoda. You know, he, I feel like they kind of did his origin story a little bit in Captain Marvel. So I don't, I don't okay. think. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to get his own origin story no. because we saw a lot of his his sort of coming up into shield. I couldn't remember if it was in the TV show agents of shield or if it was in captain Marvel, but it is in captain Marvel. You're right. But I love Willie's idea. um, And I kind of feel like this kind of goes nicely. It could tie in with Kate's idea. It could overlap or it could just be some flashbacks in, in Kate's movie about the, about the sister and the Wakandan ladies. Um, Yeah. I, I love, I'm a big Bucky fan and, and I could see learning more about what happened when he was in Wakanda. Yeah, Bucky's time as White Wolf in Wakanda. I think I think we've actually all mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. At the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, that was the next set for Bucky was him becoming White Wolf as a hero rather than being the Winter Soldier anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Willie, I think that's definitely on on brand with what we you know discussed before. Okay, guys, it's that time. As we do with all of the main shows and movies we watch, we eat a pixie dust rating out of five. And as always, Kate, you're up. Three. It gets a solid three for me. Um, Yeah, it was a good movie. Like, it wasn't bad. It didn't, like I said, it didn't hold my attention like Captain Marvel or The Sandlot. (laughs) uh, The Sandlot is the only five I've ever given. But it's, I give it a solid, like, three, 3.5, somewhere in there. So Pete, what about you? Yeah, I, I, I thought about this a lot and I think I'm going to give it a three as well. Um, it's, it's kind of, I would say on the below the halfway mark on Marvel movies. It isn't, it isn't a great one. It isn't a bad one, but there aren't a lot of bad ones. Um, so I, I don't know it, it, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. So I think a three is an appropriate, um, appropriate rating for that. Sam? Same. It's a, I, I, I really enjoy it's a three. I really enjoy this movie, but it's not my favorite Marvel movie. I like it. I don't love it. It's not one I'm going to, it's not like Cruella that I'm watching like a million times, right? Like this is a movie I, I would watch again, but it's, but if I'm choosing a Marvel movie to rewatch, it's probably not the first or second or third, you know, in my list. Rebecca? That would be Ragnarok. <laughs> that Ragnarok would be probably like number three or four for me, but you know, um, for me, it's like right down the middle of the road. So I didn't think I'd get the lowest score, but I'm just going to say 2.5. Cause that's literally halfway between zero and five. Oh, good call. Um, like I said, in my thing, it, it wasn't, 
the best Marvel movie. I probably won't. I won't watch it again on my own by choice, you know, but it wasn't bad. Like I wasn't, I wasn't tired of it. Willie disagrees okay. with you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. As, as a, if he's not sitting about six feet away from me watching me. For our <laughs> listeners, Willie commented as soon as as soon as Rebecca gave her rating 2.5. Are you kidding me? Now, I will <laughs> say, Rebecca, I have not given my rating yet. <laughs> I mean, and you're right. Yeah. You're right. And go ahead. Give it. I don't. Just to be the lowest water to go uh, ahead and, and, and give it. I, just so you can have the no, lowest. No, and I don't know the last time ever this happened, but. Rebecca, you and I are given the same rating at two and a half. Whoa, has hell frozen over? Yes. Is there pigs flying? <laughs> What's happening, y'all? And never let Becca and Derek giving the same rating on a, on Marvel, a Marvel movie. On a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. I would say for me, to me, it's right about the same as the Avengers. I mean, if it's on okay if there's not a ball game on I'll probably watch it I'm not going to turn it off right away so I mean to me that's about a two and a half that puts it you know that's that's same area of Avengers it's an okay Marvel movie for me so it's the same as Ant-Man not for me nope I had I had I had Ant-Man as a three and a half I liked Ant-Man remember I love- show folks it was really good (laughs) i I kind of put it on par with ant-man too rebecca i and and, but i i mean i put avengers quite a bit higher yeah yeah derek's just wrong as usual i want to point out (laughs) but i have company this week three of us oh am i go ahead go ahead three of us had had watched this movie previously to it coming out on for free and none of the three of us chose to watch it again. So I think that says kind of says something Ooh, about the movie. Call. That's that a good point. That's a really good it's point. It's okay. But and I will say none of us really wanted to spend another two hours. This with is it. by far our lowest rated Marvel movie. Even with some of my low ones on the other movies, this is by far our lowest rated Marvel movie. Well, listen, we haven't reviewed so, every Marvel movie though, and there are some no. other ones. There are some oh, other. You know, let's watch Thor Dark World, right. folks. You'll there's, get a big goose egg right. from there's me. There's some other bro. ones that I would certainly rate lower. This is, I think, a this is still a, a good movie. It's just not one of my favorites, and it's kind of middle of the road for me, I would say. And like Pete said, it might be it might fall slightly on the bottom half, but it's not like it's not on the you know it might be at like the forty fifth percentile or something instead of the fifty fifth percentile, which is not that big of a difference, right? Yeah, and Ed says, gotta write this on his calendar. De- Derek and Rebecca agreeing on Marvel. Yeah, I know. Guys, next week we are having our Halloween spooktacular. We are doing Muppet Haunted Mansion and the Ichabod Crane from the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. We are not going to do Mr. Toad. Okay. We are not going to do Wind in the Willows. Ichabod Crane is the do not watch it. No, is the second (laughs) half of the show. It's called Ichabod and Mr. Toad, but Ichabod Crane is actually the second half. Starts right about 30, 35 minutes or so. When you hear Bing Crosby's and they're gonna go from one book, they're gonna pull out and go down the hallway to another book. That's where you wanna start. 
I'm going to have to download these on my phone, you guys, because I am I'm going to be on a Disney Cruise Line cruise this weekend. So I'm going to have to be watching. Actually, well, yeah, they're not on. They may or may not be on the in-room stateroom TVs. So I'm going to download them. I would would bet Muppet Haunted would be on there before Ichabod Crane because it's new. Maybe, but it actually could be in the it could be playing in the theaters. It could. Yeah, it is a Halloween on the that high would be, seas. That would, be an, that would be an interesting dynamic is to watch Muppet Haunted Mansion on a big screen. I've already seen it, so I'm not going to give anything away, mm-hmm. but it would just be it would be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. And Ryan did um, make a comment, guys. This is 30 episodes for us. Hooray! Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for the anniversary, everyone. Platoon of misfits would make it this long. (laughs) If only Santa can come and get us off this island of misfit bloggers, we'll be fine. (laughs) I mean, we just need to make. I need to have like a little theme song for every section of our show. If you've got that kind of time, Kate, I think we're missing the sound. I think we're missing Ed's sound machine. That's what yes. it is. Yes. Chat, guys, if you guys have uh, guys, if you guys have suggestions, please email me at plusplatoon at gmail.com. At some point, Marvel and Star Wars have got to stop sending stuff out. No, never. We'll need suggestions. Or if there's something you've absolutely loved, let us know. Uh, we are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Download us and listen to us on Apple Podcasts and then go give us those five-star reviews because that helps us get it out to more and more people. Listen, you go on a walk. You know you want to listen to our sweet voices. You're driving in your car. You don't want to be alone. No, no, no. Bring the tuners with you. <laughs> you want to hear Kate singing and her noises. It's a, plus and- news. It's a Disney Plus news. <sighs> yeah, Kate, we're going to have to talk. <laughs> I, I Production meeting need- after the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I, I do think, I want to put this out there. I do think we might need to do some kind of nod to Powerline because Cody was on Dancing with the Stars last night and did a musical routine, did a dance routine to the Powerline song. So I just had to point I that out. That dance already. And guys, we will go on, check Facebook tomorrow. We will share Kate doing the Powerline dance. So <laughs> I go. have it. I have it on video. <laughs> So, guys, we are on every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. And with that, guys, we will say good night. Okay. Good night, everyone. Bye. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks.
Thanks for watching, and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Thank you.